Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, George, if, if you ever listen to this or you ever, this comes your way, just know we love you and we're with you. And um, yeah, like to me, Star Wars is George Lucas forever. We would be honored if you would join us. So here's one of those videos that I knew would come one day, but I never really knew when it would come. Uh, I think this is very early from what I expected, but a surprise to be sure nonetheless, or somewhat. It actually kind of makes me upset reading it. So I'm going to talk about it with you guys. And of course, there's no agenda. There's no hidden agenda in this video. I don't work for anybody. I don't work for any company. Um, I'm a fan just like you guys. So uh, my words are my opinion only. And uh, let's get right to it. So in Disney CEO's Bob Iger's memoir, which Bob Iger is the CEO of all of Disney, uh, the Ride of a Lifetime Lessons Learned from 15 Years as CEO of the Walt Disney Company, released Monday today, Iger reflects on Star Wars creator George Lucas's feelings upset and betrayed upon learning Disney intended to go in another direction and forego using his plots for the sequel trilogy following the company's 2012 acquisition of Lucasfilm. Now, I've got a lot to say about this. Um, you know, I've tried to be quite politically friendly and neutral on the channel when it comes to Star Wars because of course there's just everyone's going to have the opinion of last Jedi was this last Jedi was that you know it, at the end of the day you guys know that I wasn't a big fan of the film but I've never been one to be like you know just berating it hating it or you know just praising it like it's God's gift but in this video I feel like I'm going to be a little more frank especially now that I know this information uh so at some point in the process, George Lucas told me that he had completed outlines for three new movies. He agreed to send us three copies of the outlines, one for me, one for Walt Disney Company Senior Executive Vice President Alan Brave, Braverman, and one for co-chairman Alan Horn, who'd just been hired to run our studio. Iger recounts, Alan Horn and I read George's outlines and decided we need to buy them, though we made clear in the purchase agreement, so in the contract, that we would not be contractually obligated to adhere to the plot lines he'd laid out. So they're like, yeah, you know, these are good stories. We're going to buy them. But hey, we don't have to use them, but we'll buy them anyways. He knew that I was going to stand firm on the question of creative control, but it wasn't an easy thing for him to accept. And so he reluctantly agreed to be available to consult with us at our request. I promised that he would I promised that we would be open to his ideas. This was not a hard promise to make. Of course, we would be open to George Lucas's ideas, obviously. But like the outlines, we would be under no obligation. 
Iger then details meeting with Lucas screenwriter Michael Arndt and Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy at Skywalker Ranch to talk about their ideas for the film. George immediately got upset as they began to describe the plot, and it dawned on him that we weren't using one of the stories he submitted during the negotiations. The truth was, Kathy, The Force Awakens writer-director J.J. Abrams, Alan, and I discussed the direction in which the saga should go, and we all agreed that it wasn't what George had outlined. George knew we weren't contractually... This just makes me so upset, dude. Like, I've been a Star Wars fan since I was a little kid, since I was a little boy, and it was all under George Lucas's reign. And it was his story, man. Like, it just, it just really makes me upset. George knew we weren't contractually bound to anything, but he thought that our buying the story treatments was a tactic promise that we'd follow them. And he was disappointed that his story was being discarded. I'd been so careful since our first conversation not to mislead him in any way, and I didn't think I had now, but I could have handled it better. I should have prepared him for the meeting with JJ and Michael and told him about our conversations, that we felt it was better to go in another direction. I could have talked through this with him and possibly avoided angering him by not surprising him. Iger then admits... Uh, now, in the first meeting with him about the future of Star Wars, George felt betrayed. And while this whole story, while this whole process would never have been easy for him, we'd gotten off to an unnecessarily rocky start. Disney's sequel trilogy ultimately incorporated ideas that resembled Lucas. Lucas once envisioned a female Jedi Padawan, Kira, eventually materialized as Daisy Ridley's Rey, and an aged and exiled Luke Skywalker, played by a returning Mark Hamill. The story between an in-training Rey and reluctant teacher Luke in Ryan Johnson's Star Wars The Last Jedi was inspired in part by Lucas's original concepts with the Jedi Killer character. That's Kylo. Character imagined by Lucas by Lucas earlier being realized as the Force, Force Awakens, vision, Awakens vi villain Kylo Ren. Yeah, that has nothing to do with The Last Jedi. <laughs> Lucas commented on his plans for the sequels in 2018. As Lucas told it, the trilogy was to going to get into a microbiotic world, which, which is true. He, George Lucas, so basically Star Wars, from what I have read and understand, Star Wars started out with uh, a narration by the Wills. And these were, if you guys remember the Wills, the Clone Wars episode, this is who Qui-Gon learns. These beings are like these ascended beings. They're like priests, pretty much. They're like kind of like god figures. And they were watching the events of the Skywalkers uh, kind of on their TV, or they were learning about them, uh, which had already taken place in the past. That's why Star Wars says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, because it's supposed to be from the narration or from the actually at least point of view of the wills of these uh, ascended beings. I call them wills, and the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the force, Lucas said. If I'd held on to the company, I could have done it, and then it would have been done. Of course, a lot of the fans would have hated it, just like they did episode one. No, we didn't, George. Those are just... No, we didn't. But at least the whole story from beginning to end would be told. Disney next releases Star Wars Arrives. Yeah. Then there's more. I'm going to make this into like a, a bit of a longer video. Disney CEO Bob Iger reflects on George Lucas's disappointed reaction to Star Wars The Force Awakens. So this is now when The Force Awakens was coming out. Here was George's reaction. Uh, recently... Iger shared the story of Lucas' reaction to Star Wars The Force Awakens upon his first screening. The CEO chose to include the anecdote in his latest book, Iger's The Ride of a Lifetime, 
blah, blah, blah. We know the rest. So it's coming from there. According to Lucas, there was nothing new about the film which caught his eye of, or interest. In each of the films in the original trilogy, it was important to him to present new worlds, new stories, new characters, and new technologies. In this one, he said, there weren't enough visual or technical leaps forward, which is true. It was literally, if you look at The Force Awakens, not that it was a bad movie. I enjoyed it. But it was literally episode four, five, and six squeezed into one film with new characters. We'd intentionally created a world that was visually and tonally connected to the earlier films to not stay too far from what people loved and expected. And George was criticizing us for the very thing we were trying to do. Yeah, because you botched his story. Of course, he's going to criticize you. While Lucas might not have been a fan of the film to start, Iger is wholly supportive of The Force Awakens. The CEO says J.J. Abrams did the near impossible, which J.J. is a great director, I think, by bridging the previous Star Wars trilogies with what was to come for the franchise. Nowadays, Disney has put a focus on Star Wars even outside of the big screen. In a matter of months, the company will see The Mandalorian debut on Disney+, Plus, which is I think is going to be great because George was a part of it, and so is Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. So these are all these three people I think should be in charge of Lucasfilm, and I think they should be writing the stories going forwards. Um, can you understand Lucas's disappointment came from? Yeah, of course. So this all... It's his story, man. It started with his story, and what really bugs me is that he, Disney says, all right, you know, we want to buy Star Wars, we want to buy Lucasfilm, we want to buy your stories. Uh, do you have stories for the sequel trilogy, which, you know, we all want to make because you've made the, the last six? George says, yeah, here's three. Read it over. Let me know what you think. They read it over. They are like, yeah, we're going to buy it, but you know what? We don't have to use it. So to me, it seems like they just did that. They just basically tricked him they paid him which of course bob Iger doesn't say that that's true but he says that that's kind of what george thought in a way and it says it somewhere around here the truth was everyone and i had discussed the direction in which the saga would go and we all agreed that it wasn't what george had outlined george knew we weren't contractually bound to anything but he thought that our buying the story treatments was a tactic promise that we'd follow them and he was disappointed that this story that his story was being discarded, which is 100% true. I think that's a garbage move to buy someone's story when you pretty much damn well know that you're not going to be using them. You just pretty much buy them because you're like, well, it'll shut them up, whatever. That's the way I look at it, and I'm pretty sure that's how George looked at it too from everything that is now coming out, which it's been you know since 2012, so it's been about seven years, almost eight years since... Um, I guess this has kind of been quiet. And it's just, it's tough to read, you know, because I, I love George. I love everything he's done, his vision. You know, he created my childhood. He created, you know, my, my teenhood. Um, and he created my, my career, you know. And it gets me emotional to talk about it because it's like, he's done so much for my life and, and so, you know, without even knowing it. And so much for other people's lives. That it's just like, it just takes, <laughs> it just bugs me to see that he would be feeling betrayed for something that he put so much time into. And I know it was like, a, this is a long time ago, but it, you know, George, if, if you ever listen to this or you ever, this comes your way, just know we love you and we're with you. And um, yeah, like to me, Star Wars is George Lucas forever. So, 
I didn't think I would get emotional uh, talking about this. This is kind of a funny thing to get emotional over, but you know what? It's been such an integral part of my life. Uh, like this is this is not just you know a, a fantasy for me when I was a kid, like watching Star Wars and stuff. Like I didn't really have any friends, so for me, I'd come home and I'd Star Wars is like it. <laughs> it was like my thing, you know. Um, yeah, so to see the creator of that feel betrayed or whatever through this story is just, it's not fun. It's not a fun feeling. So, um, it is what it is. Uh, we must move forwards. And, um, I'm excited for episode nine. I truly am. I know George Lucas was part of it. I don't think he was a part of episode seven or eight, but I know he was a part of episode nine. And I fully support anything that he touches. So I think it's going to be awesome. I hope it's going to be great. And yeah, I just don't want to be a Debbie Downer, man. <laughs> I just don't want to be like, this kind of like got me in the feels, you know what I'm saying? Let me know what you guys think. I love you all. Uh, sorry if I'm sounding a little sad, but this it. sometimes you can't script everything, you know? So, love you guys. Love you, George. And uh, all those guys who support George at Lucasfilm, love you guys too. Um, catch you later. <laughs> May the force be with you.